0: hey there welcome to opinions my name is harry and uh, my name's ben we're up to episode 14 so welcome back i reckon we just kick it off harry oh it. yes it. yes
1: yep. in breaking news we can confirm that ben simmons still hasn't taken a jump shot
0: Man has not set foot on a court this, this season. It's ridiculous. And it's anyway.
1: pretty scary. It's it's not a great president for the league. Anyway, we have another we've talked about Ben Simmons enough. Let's yeah. let's run straight into it. Who do you want to start with, Ben? There's a lot that's happened this week.
0: Ooh, alright. Well, I'm gonna kick it off with the West because uh I, I got a got a couple interesting things I wanna talk about there. So mm-hmm. uh first thing first, starting at the top, we got gotta give props at to the top. Suns. Hot as the sun right now on an eight-win streak, nine and one in their last ten games. Mm -hmm. Uh, Honestly looking really dominant, and I think a good test of that, uh, obviously against other up-there teams. Uh, They beat the Jazz today, which perhaps not i
1: don't know it's I, it's an interesting one I, let's hear your thought <laughs> i watched i did actually watch this game well mostly it got a bit mm. boring after a while um now because here's the thing right the score doesn't really reflect how the game felt like you know how sometimes like look we mm. we box score bandit a lot just because we don't have time <laughs> to watch every single game unfortunately yeah. so i'll be the first to admit that yes i we bo- i i don't know about you ben but i definitely box score bandit a lot um but the 105 to 97 is not indicative of like how good the suns played. Um, yeah, the, the suns were comfortably like, you know, there was a point where they were like 20 up and then Utah went through hot streaks where they just lit up from mm-hmm. three and then they cooled off again. Um, like they finished yep. a game. The, the big thing with the jazz at the moment is that they didn't have Donovan and they didn't have Gobert And mm-hmm. gosh, this team looked lost like yeah uh, i was gonna
0: say like at the moment i think in in the last last couple of weeks they've had every single starter out which is obviously not great for a team uh bogdanovich has been out uh, i think he's got a like a fracture in his finger he's still playing with the yeah, fracture, bro. Like
1: <laughs> yeah
0: but that's obviously not not 100 percent. so no well, impact, we're I suppose, three but... for 13 so something was up yeah okay <laughs> um but they have he he did sit out one of the games uh he's also, they're missing obviously Donovan and Rudy. Uh, they're actually also without um, both O'Neal and Conley in recent games too. So they've they pretty much been missing all their starters at some point. Yeah, so I think that contributes to the Jazz because they have actually had a three-game loss streak and gone two and eight in the last ten games. Uh, uh, that's that's
1: as bad as like the Kings right now. <laughs> Utah is struggling. Uh, before I yeah. talk a little bit more about the Suns and why. Mm. The Suns should have won by more um, because the Suns are also missing some people. But can I just say, um, whoever did uh, uh, Clarkson, Conley, and Daniel House Jr.'s hair they they had some been looking fresh they were looking fresh they had the braids with the twists and that must have it hours and they <laughs> those three guys all had in the similar style so i'm assuming that they've got the same person but they probably have the same guy hooking them up yeah <laughs> that was a lot it looked like uh they'd been like, a lot of patience but looked tight um i mean so, that's something good for jazz bands <laughs> yeah Nice hairdos. Um, yeah, because I think the problem with the Jazz is what we've... As, as, and we've discussed this a lot, is that outside of Gobert and Mitchell, and and Mitchell's not good at finding Gobert anyway, um, they don't have a lot of people to step up. Like, yeah, you've got good players, but, you know, if you look at the Suns, who you've got, like, Paul and Booker as your main two, and then you've got DeAndre Ayton and, and friends stepping up. Uh, but with Phoenix today... They were missing, um well, speaking of DeAndre Ayton, they were missing DeAndre Ayton and McGee, who I think are mm. too two big inside, you know, in the paint threats. Um yep. uh uh Biambo, what's his name? Bam oh, Bismack, Bismack. Bismack. Bismack was yeah. okay today. Yeah. He went four mm. from nine, but honestly, like Basically. the the four the, the four that he missed or the five that he missed were so they're like, just mcgee and deandre would not have missed those like chris paul was finding him like just in between like sort of in the middle of like the free throw line and the the basket or maybe just like a step inside the free throw line he had like three of those at least three that i watched where he was completely open had all the time in the world and still managed to make it bounce off the front of the rim oh wow Uh, i mean he's not not going to be the best defender player but defensively he had
0: three blocks in the game i think that's certainly the and, the benefit you want from, from his and that's there. yeah
1: look and he did he did fine he was four from six from the free throw line i'm just saying that mcgee and mm-hmm. deandre jordan would have done better in that situation and instead of having 12 yeah. points they probably would have had 20 points with the way the jazz were playing on defense because yeah. absolutely jazz defense trash <laughs> Yep, certainly and, this
0: season and i mean Booker and Paul really just kind of carried the Suns, I guess, while they're missing yeah. some of their other other players. So uh, Booker with 43 points, pretty decent showing. 18, oh sorry, 12 rebounds as well. So uh, putting up stats across the board. Uh, but yeah, like you said, Jazz. I mean, I'll be the first to admit, outside their starting lineup, not the same bench consistency that they've had yeah. in previous seasons. Outside yeah. of Clarkson, who did have 26 off the bench, actually led the team in scoring. Outside of that, I mean. No one's really going to be consistently putting
1: up more yeah. than like the yeah, double digits so there. Not
0: not not the depth that you'd want for. A, he for played a
1: thirty-one minutes, so because yeah, Jingles was is not the starting start. lineup. But let's be real, Jingles isn't a starter. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's more off the bench. Yep, and he's, he had uh, a pretty rough game as well. Only six points. So. Yep. So I think yeah, the, not yeah, looking good for the Jazz. <laughs> the Jazz are yeah in trouble. Not in trouble, but they're just they're gonna do what they always do, which is make it into the first or second round and not have the depth to compete with other teams. Whereas the Suns, if they can get healthy, I think they have some of the best depth at the moment for Like they've they they have not got a huge weakness this time around. They've got the centers They've got guards galore. They've got the power forwards. Like, if you look at... Maybe next week we should do a little bit more... Like, look a bit more into this. But, like, if you look at Golden State, like, Golden State have a center problem. They don't have a lot of height. They play a lot of small ball, which, you know, teams will eventually work out how to make them pay for that. If the Golden State can't keep hot and Curry is still in a slump, Mm. I think that Golden State (laughs) could be a little shaky. You look at the Nets. They're... Their whole bench mm. is shaky at the moment.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: They're not getting uh, back their couple of good players that they really need back, so I think the Nets might be scrambling a little bit because you can't just rely on KD and Harden to get you through, it was what we're seeing here. They're doing mm. obviously having KD helps, but you know, they've been haven't been doing as well. So I'll be interested it'll be it will come down to like most years on who is the most healthy and who has the most depth, mm-hmm. but the Suns have some good depth
0: yeah depth and and like you said as well they've got depth and versatility not just yeah. like the like because the Warriors do have depth but not the same size that they they might need at certain matchups so yeah they're looking quite quite scary at the moment comfortably the other thing too they're I mean the top of the west top of the league but they've actually got a decent buffer above uh the Warriors so mm. yeah I, I would not be surprised if they make another another final trip this year so I'd love to see um, mm i pretty, pretty much should call it right now i'll put her on the board <laughs> jeez but i guess we'll have to see uh, um i just clippers. want to quickly shout out on the opposite end of this. Oh, go yeah so the clippers though. yeah well i was actually going to bring up the clippers because oh good i feel like i haven't been talking much about them uh, We don't like I the Clippers. Like obviously i mean we're not the biggest clippers fan but i've got a this is almost a mini hot take right here because obviously they're missing they're missing the claw missing kawaii uh missing pg-13 they that's pretty much what they built their team around right so without sure. those two it's almost a surprise that they're in eighth uh, i guess pg <laughs> was kind of carrying them to there until he was out but this this game against the oh my gosh it's just slipped my mind against the uh, wizards my goodness this is the clippers team that i can actually root for and this is this is the clippers i like so but the season before they actually got kawaii i think they had like Gallinari and Harrell and stuff yeah. and Lou Williams. And this team fought their way in the playoffs. And I was like, this is this is really cool. These guys are showing heart and hustle. But then when they get the big stars, I feel like it's harder to root for them, right? But these mm. guys, so they were down 35 points in the second quarter and they went on to win the game. That, I think that's the second or third biggest comeback uh, in NBA history, certainly for the team. Uh, and even Batum, who was kind of like their next option, he only played eight minutes, he was out with back spasms, didn't score a point, point. and so this was entirely a bench comeback. So I just got to really quickly break this down. Shout out to some of these guys who we don't normally talk about. So Luke Kennard, who's predominantly been like a scorer, not really a good defender, hasn't, I don't know, hasn't looked like that much of a talent, but this guy was absolutely clutch this game. Uh, he was plus 26 in the plus minus, led the team. Damn. So that, that just means when he was on the floor, they were outscoring the other team 26 points. They had 25 uh, off the bench, five threes, including some very clutch uh, daggers at the end of the game. Uh, Amir Coffey, 29 points, almost almost brick 30. Like, who is this guy? Uh, Hartenstein, your boy who was... Hey, in the market, I like
1: Hartenstein. He was,
0: honestly, he's looking really good. He's showing that slight bit of, like, athleticism, perhaps, that you wouldn't normally get in a guy his size. But he was 16 points off the bench, plus 23. Uh, and Terrence Mann also kind of looking a little
1: bit of a rising star and leadership That's... off the... Of the team, but it's, it's so ro- what I want to shout out to... Bummer with oh, Einstein, sorry. It's yeah. because the Rockets mm. were in like a win now phase. So like they didn't have time to really give him a chance. Mm. He was just a little too green for the sort of play that they were trying to do at the time. But I'm yeah, really definitely. happy to see him doing well in LA.
0: Mm. Absolutely. And I think the, the cool thing as well is that he's getting a shot, but also Tyrone Liu, the coach, he was just smart this game, right? He could have left in some of the more experienced starters or whatever. Uh, I mean, obviously, they weren't playing well. The coach generally, you make the sub. But he really backed his guys, let these guys like Coffee and stuff who wouldn't normally get the minutes. He trusted them. And they came back by 35 points and beating the Wizards. The Wizards were actually going to arrest guys like Beal, give him more bench time. They had to put him back on because the game was getting closer (laughs) and closer. And Beal was mad. He's like, yeah, this should have been an easy win. So, I mean, shout out to the Clippers because they're still in eighth. Honestly, if they hang in there and maybe get, I don't, I can't remember the, the time on how long PG
1: and Kawhi oh, are out, but I mean, if they hang in there. PG's out for the season. It could be a playoff. Okay. I well, think PG's case... gone and Kawhi is a maybe, but there's probably mm. not much point if there's no PG. Yeah, that's very true.
0: Well, in which case, this is a very bold call for me, but I will say I will be rooting for the Clippers if they use their bench team and go into the playoffs. I will be rooting for them <laughs> because that's a team I can go for. Un- Underdogs, and that's the yeah. like, so I guess. Shout out to them. <laughs> I guess
1: that's why we disliked the Clippers last year or the year before was because they sort of went all super team with the big two, and everyone was like, "Oh, you know, the Clippers are going to win." And that's the moment, like, you know, I, mm. I don't. I like the underdogs. I don't like it when you go out and yeah. just like, like, and that's why I don't like the Lakers team this year because everyone was like, "Oh, they're going to win." It's a super team, and I was like, "Bruh, get yeah. out of here." So I <laughs> love seeing them fail because I just think sometimes. Yeah. Look, you know, I'm not against people making good teams, but I think it's going to be done the right mm. way. If there's a right way, I don't know Definitely. what a right... Like, I guess I I shouldn't... I'm being a bit hypocritical because I like the Nets, but... Mm. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, But even, it's... like,
0: teams like the Grizzlies, who are sitting in third now, like, they they just do it did it through, like, draft picks. They didn't, weren't making any crazy big moves, like, cheese in mm. the league or anything. So, yeah, I think doing it the right way is a lot more Look, satisfying. I but, don't
1: I mean, so. blame, like, the Clippers for trying to win now. Like, they've got a big you know, big, mm. a, lot, a lot of people watching and stuff. I just, maybe I just don't like the LA team. They're so big. I, I'd <laughs> want some of the smaller markets or like the Nets have mm. been struggling for so long and it'd be cool yeah. to like see them at top, even if it's just for a and, season. And to
0: the Clippers' credit, I mean, they, they were a playoff team with Chris Paul and Griffin and stuff, but as a franchise, they're certainly nowhere near an LA uh, Laker
1: team. So I think
0: they are kind of an underdog, still, almost like the Nets are an underdog to the still stained some way,
1: by showing the clip. <laughs> With the Lakers. <laughs> oh my um, gosh the crypts, very, they're not allowed to call it very very quickly with the uh with the clips mm. um the clippers have had mm. three comebacks when trailing by twenty four points in the last fourteen days
0: that's crazy so like trailing by twenty four points and I've had three comebacks that's resilience right there
1: I think it's pretty cool yeah. and I, I there was a, Kuzma I, was I doing a this team a post game and he's like we were losing to their bench players like <laughs> he was not happy so but i think i think it's a good look it's not a wake-up call for the washington wizards but the washington wizards are at sort of a bit of a crossroads like do they like Mm. they're finally kind of getting better but now they must have like almost too much talent
0: yeah it's it's a tough one right because they did pick up all those assets from the lakers but some of these guys are into like their kind of third fourth season where do they go from here? Do they kind of pursue this playoff success, or do they kind of use what the assets they've got while they're still decent and and kind of rebuild?
1: I'm just, I'm just, well, like I feel like they've already got the beginning of something good, and I guess it really just comes mm. down to what happens with Bradley Beal. Like there's been a lot of talk mm. recently that Beals had enough, but and that happens every year though, so I really don't know what to think. Mm, that's true. But I think they need to. Mm. It's, I think the big thing for the Wizards now is it's less about talent. They have talent now. I think they have more Mm. talent than what they possibly need, but now they need to start looking for fit. Mm, They have a lot of talented people, but they need to go like, you know, what's our game plan? How are we going to win? What can we do that will get us points against other, you know, other teams? And what, who do we need to stop the other teams from scoring? So that's, I I mean, the stage that they're up to. uh,
0: Hate, hate to do this as well but like i don't know did they look at like coaches as well because to be honest i thought i thought the pickup of um uh, what's his name was until junior as a coach i thought it was a great pickup but like how many pieces do you have to have to kind of pick up before things click like they like you said if they got the talent what else a, can they get to make it he's a rookie coach show? right uh i think in terms of head coach yeah he's, he's yeah. been a defensive coach before i think for denver and things like that but yeah in terms of actual coach so maybe so, it's just a matter of time, perhaps.
1: I, I think give him a year at least, because, again, like, it's... Mm. that. Well, look, the Wizards' previous coach was garbage, so, you know, anything's, <laughs> anything's an mm. improvement. But I think, look, I think the Wizards have a lot of potential on paper, and mm. it's almost like they're surprised now, because, like, I think they have, like, not surprised, but, like, They've got all this talent. They don't know what to do with it because they've been rebuilding for so long and they've been so used to kind of sucking mm-hmm. and having an amazing Bradley Beal. That
0: is a good point. I think it was it was a bit of a shock. Obviously, like, they had Russ, but I feel like that didn't change it much. I think as a team, as a whole, I think they still were playoff contention last the, season, which was a surprise. So, the yeah, Russ I trade
1: think... made them... In, like, they've definitely got some good pieces now. They have a good starting yeah. five. They have a decent bench rotation and they need to start yeah think Mm. about maybe getting a a one like a star that like not like you know probably not another max player but get some Mm. get a someone to assist bill a bit more than westbrook did and they've got the assets now to do that and i think that they need to think about making some more aggressive moves and streamline just Mm. a bit they've got maybe one or two people that they could afford to move for someone if they wanted to
0: i feel like I, i keep saying it but what about some bonus to the to the Wizards because Ooh. I think the Pacers would be probably happy to take on some younger potential uh, in terms of players and I think the Wizards, like you said, they kind of got tons of uh, potential uh, players there. So Ooh. that could be a decent decent second option to Beale. That so that's be That's two All Stars there. So and mm. then you've
1: got people like you know Spencer Dinwiddie, KCP, Kuzma. Mm. That's a, you know I don't I'm not against that. I'm not against that. Yeah, I, I
0: think that could be a good team. Yeah, out of all of the, we've discussed the Pacers a bit, but I think out of out of all of the options, I kind of like this one, Loki. the, the most. So, yeah. Oh,
1: well, and then the I'll Pacers wouldn't today. feel as bad giving Sabonis to to the Washington mm. Wizards as opposed to someone that might be a championship contender. Depends how uh, <laughs> depends how petty the Pacers mm. want to be, really.
0: <laughs> That's fair.
1: You know oh how some gosh. people like won't trade people to certain teams because they're in the same conference
0: yeah Uh, i mean i guess they are in the same conference but i I don't know if they'd be that petty maybe they wouldn't send him to like a to a brooklyn kind of team where they just have that another star i think that'd be too much there brooklyn haven't
1: got anything to give either so very good point (laughs) trade your let's Uh, two um, two quick um two quick things before we sort of start uh, moving towards Ben's bombshell and a light, mm. like a Harry, like half hot sauce. Cause I do want to talk a little <laughs> bit about particular thing. Um, I want to talk like about like a mild or a lemon and herb hot sauce. Yeah. <laughs> maybe like a, t- you know, like the, like the mild that's like a smidge chili, but not really. Maybe, the, mm. maybe that.
0: Just like a Tabasco or something. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, first off, calves beat the bucks, which is exciting. Mm. I say this every week, but. We have to take Cleveland seriously. They're eight and ten yeah. in the last ten. Eight and two, sorry, in the last ten. They're third overall. Uh, can I just quickly shout out that Chicago somehow are still in second, even though they've gone four and six in the last ten. Um, yeah, but they're Cleveland, still
0: still somehow hanging in there.
1: Cleveland just keep exceeding my expectations.
0: Hmm. Um, I mean, I think they've actually got Rondo back too now. Finally. Rondo came so. back.
1: He played 20 minutes. He did like you know he went mm. two from eight from the field, which is fine. But he got look, he got five assists. That's what he's there for. Yeah, and Looking he finished on that. a plus three. So he must have been not a complete liability on defense. <laughs> That's true, right? Um, but yeah. against the Bucks, Kevin Love with 25 points, nine from 16 from the field, like. <laughs> I don't Probably know. A little
0: bit of, of retro uh, Prime Kevin Love Which
1: I, I, I love to see No pun intended I, ju- I just think he, he's seeing the talent around him now And he's Things are clicking with this team mm. If you told me last I year That he... Kevin Love was I,
0: I... <laughs> I, d- I don't want to like Assume anything But I just feel like After the championship run Like Kyrie leaves LeBron leaves Like he was left with Pretty much one of the worst teams in the league So I feel a little bad for him Oh yeah there, But yeah, maybe like you said, he's got a little bit of a spark back now, uh, just with the yeah, the potential and how well they're playing. So oh yeah, he's, it's good to see
1: that he pretty much won a chip, and then everyone left him, and he was the only one that signed <laughs> a four-year extension, and he got yeah. you know, stuck with the leftovers. But the team yeah. is looking really exciting, and yeah, he he's really stepped up this year, and you can see that he enjoys playing again. I think he definitely Absolutely. just gotten a bit of a rut, but he's surrounded by talent now so he can kind of just play absolutely and
0: just quickly while we're talking about Kevin love like he he was kind of one of the first at least when I was watching the league one of the first like bigs that could really shoot shoot threes a, and yeah. obviously like that's that's the style now so I think he's he's even though he's older he's still such a good fit the other day against the knicks he made six threes which is like good but the only shots he took were threes he shot 12 <laughs> three pointers but he still got like 11 rebounds so he's still a double double threat, but he, he just jacking up threes and it kind of works. Like that's that's the place. Especially with the the size of the Cavs as well. I mean, he can probably afford to, to launch a few more shots with the rebounding potential they've got. Well, he, so. he sort oh, of has cool. to because if you put
1: him on the mm. floor with like Jared Allen or um, Mobley, who don't really take threes, mm. he Kevin loves the floor spacer. yo. he's a... he's pretty much a shooting guard. Yeah, like you... <laughs> on the Cavs. Really, yeah. Oh, like, exactly. I I, I, to, I need to watch the Cavs game and see how they play him. But like, mm-hmm. you could have like Jared Allen at the five, Mobley at the four, mm-hmm. Love at the three, and then you've got you've some... got Love at the two and have Markinen at the three. But I think Markin is
0: actually um, oh, who's injured the other other day, which is a shame. So it's yeah, yeah I think he uh, he rolled his out. ankle. Yeah, badly. They just had hardship after hardship.
1: Yeah, but hopefully it's... I, oh, I watched that one and it just reminded me of. Ankle sprain, oh, all been there. But and, um, bad times really quickly want to shout out that the Hornets got 158 points.
0: Yeah, I did want to mention that too because that's, I think, the they scored the most in a half in Hornets history. And, and honestly, LaMelo, I keep forgetting he's only in his second season because he's looking that good. Bruh. He's like triple double that game, I think, like 29 points. Ubre with 39 points, ten threes. That's the most points and threes, I think, off, off a bench in Hornets history. Just a, just a record-breaking game. But also, they did also... Uh, that's the most the paces have ever get, scored against them as well. So, this is very much their strat. Like, running and gunning, all offense, not much on the defensive end. So, like, I mean, I called it beginning of the season. I think they're a playoff team, but they got to work on the defense because their offense is strong, but... Oubre just the defense lets them down. goes
1: off sometimes, man. Like, that is insane. Yeah. <laughs> Like, well, even Ten the three. team like, was insane. They went 53% mm. from three.
0: That's actually as ridiculous a team. as
1: a team. That's like, ridiculous. <laughs> they all just wow. lit up the three-point line. All of them. That's Especially
0: I mean, I guess it's like putting putting all your eggs in one basket, but Ubre, it can pay off.
1: Ubre almost has half of the team's threes. They The team scored 24 <sighs> three-pointers out of 45, and Ubre had 10.
0: Almost just half of that, just him alone. I mean, you just saw LaMelo just
1: finding him whenever he was open, and he was just no hesitation, straight into it. Look, it was crazy. Look, we're very high on LaMelo, but I do want to say it now. I think that LaMelo Ball has the talent to get. He's a. This is a chip winning point guard. Mm-hmm. And he's only in year two. If the Hornets are smart and can put the right people around him, I. Mm. I think the Hornets have a potential to, to make a deep playoff run. I think ball is mm. everything. If you can, you need to focus 100%. That man was plus 45.
0: Insane. Crazy, crazy stats. 13 yeah, assists. is going to be looking very good.
1: 10 rebounds. Double, he. Double, LaMelo had the most rebounds on the team by a mile.
0: And <laughs> he's a point guard. He he does everything. He does everything so well. He's so like, versatile for what, that. What? If you're getting.
1: If you're getting plus 45 in the plus minus, not only are you scoring points, you're stopping points and you're assisting mm. in other points. Like, he's doing it all. Yeah. He's ready to go. He's got the I'm... height
0: and guard, but he's still got the, the speed to, to still keep up defensively.
1: He's, so. he's like a Ben Simmons, but can actually shoot. <gasps> <laughs> wow. Oh, my gosh. So, let's, uh... let's start transitioning in. So, um, as mm. we all know, we've all seen the clip uh Grayson Allen injures Alex Caruso which is a little bit on the uh we, we only just fixed the AC Alex Caruso was quite literally second game back from an injury second game yeah I'm pretty sure it was the second game it's so rough and just back yeah. uh Grayson Allen uh look here's the thing I don't think it was intentional um yeah. I don't think it was malicious he didn't mean to but it was reckless
0: 100% agree, you couldn't have said that better Yeah. And it wasn't
1: malicious, but it was certainly reckless And it's it's an issue and, and this sort of thing, and look They were a little bit unlucky, a lot of these hits happen At least a couple times a game and people don't usually Get hurt, Grayson Allen mm. was a little Bit unlucky that he has a sort of A bad rep from college And AC is Beloved by a lot of people, he ended up getting He got a flagrant two Because mm. he made initial Contact and then followed down with His other hand um yep. there's a second one yeah. and he also got a game suspension because he I think it turned out that because Caruso got injured, they took that into account, and the bulls were really upset the mm. the i I'm pretty sure that Donovan went absolutely ham in the po like the post game was really unhappy and was calling allen unsafe and yada 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 the that's not the mm. point the point that I want to focus on, and this will lead a little bit into to your your bombshell. Ben later, mm. but I, I have an issue with with uh, a couple of things. Is it it's a take foul? Is that what it's called? The take foul when I think so, yeah. When mm. there's a, a break and you intentionally foul someone before they get to the bucket. Yep. yep um, pretty much. Yep. I think those need to be eliminated from the game. Mm. This this all intentional fouling, the, the hard fouls which are just you know, trying to soften the fact that someone got absolutely smacked for no reason. Um, mm. I just think it's dangerous and it's, it's, it, hold up. I need to, I need to really think about what I'm saying here because I've been thinking about it all <laughs> week, but now I'm on the spot and I'm like, Ooh, but, but let's, let's talk I, about I Alan. Like let's maybe maybe Alan. the incentive. Cause I guess, oh, you, you go, you go. Sorry. Let's talk about Alan really quickly. He mm. jumped across Caruso so, there was very little chance of him not making contact with Caruso during the whole play. And the the, the announcers were like, oh, he was trying to make a play for the ball. And it's like, was he? When are we going to start putting, like, you know, Caruso had a clear line to the bucket. He was always going to go up. How, like, at what point does it become on the defender to be like, hey, I need to defend? Because, like, if Allen had gone straight up, I would, you know, and there was contact. Yeah, that's fine. Like... That's that's how you're supposed to, to try and block a ball. You're supposed to jump straight up. The problem was yeah. that Allen was running a million times an hour trying to catch up to Caruso. He then jumps, plants his feet, but he doesn't jump up. He jumps to the right because that's where he, all his momentum's going even though he tried to stop and jump up. Mm. At what point I mean I just think we need to start taking that stuff how, out how, of the game.
0: How do you, how do you stop that though? How do you well, stop
1: that? he it's a foul and it it was a foul but you need to start Mm. thinking about it wasn't safe like the it needs to be more of an onus on the defender to make sure like you know if you're coming from a position Mm. where you're sprinting down the court and you cannot safely jump up in a controlled manner to contest the ball i don't think you should be contesting i think it's just hard because obviously as a basketball
0: player you'd like Your instinct is to try and stop that even if you're not in the position. And I mean, look, you've got a flagrant too, which is like the harshest penalty you can give, give that. So I think the rules are being applied. It's just un, unfair when I guess someone gets injured from it. Maybe something to, I guess, maybe discourage is if you're in a position where you are in no chance to stop it, but you go in and make the contact and end up hitting someone, fouling them. Maybe even if the person doesn't make the shot, it like counts as a made shot or something. Like there, there needs to be a rule change for it to actually incentivize yeah. not making dangerous plays. Because at the moment, yes. Other than the flagrants,
1: there's yeah, not much. And so. and this links into the take fouls as well because I don't think take fouls are a basketball play. When someone's mm. when someone's on a fast break and you intentionally wrap them up so that they, mm. and you know sometimes people do Before it better
0: than instead. Yeah. yes.
1: I understand the like the you know you're hoping that they miss a free throw and then it's worth it, but Mm -hmm. some some the the way some people wrap them up is just not safe. It's reckless, and Mm -hmm. I think we need. And I think basketball would be more exciting. Like think of it from a viewer perspective. You've got Caruso running down the lane. I would have rather I would have bazillion percent. I'd rather have seen him slam a jammed it than what happened. (laughs) Oh, well, I guess in terms of, like, actual solutions, because obviously we don't want to see hard fouls, but, but in terms of the take foul... Allen was mm. never going to stop Caruso. He was... Mm. there was re- At that speed, there was no real feasible way that he was going to stop the ball without creating contact.
0: Yeah. I'm
1: I mean, not it's saying... It's all good
0: to say that it's not the right play, but in terms of actually fixing it, I feel like the only way is really is if you have, like, say you got a fast break, right? you can have your defender literally just foul the person to force them to take the free throws instead of make the shot. I guess they either change the rule where if you do an intentional foul when it was a clear open layup otherwise, you get the two points anyway. So then there's yeah. no point fouling. Might as well let them. Or uh, I guess in that situation with, with Alan, it's a little bit trickier. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess you either count count the basket regardless or, yeah, you impose harsher, harsher penalties or something because I don't think there's any like way to stop it otherwise. But, yeah, maybe I... in terms of fast break, you can,
1: yeah. I just, yeah, I think take fouls... Look, and Allen's is a bit more 50-50. I just think that... And, like, look, Ubre did the same thing the next night. He just didn't, like, yeah. line it up properly and came from behind. And I just think that, look I haven't got a perfect solution. I'm just, like, mm. you know, the NBA relies so much on stars, on personalities, and to lose mm. someone like AC... And, look, AC's not a huge star. I get it. He's he's a bit of a meme. Mm. But-
0: he's a fan favorite. But,
1: yeah. <laughs> you know, you need to make these games exciting for people. And I just see that, that contact mm-hmm. and it didn't need to happen.
0: Yeah. And I think one other issue as well is that we've just got such athletic players now. Like, so many people can just get so, so high off the ground and there's no body control once you get hit. If you're hit mid whatever happens, happens pretty much. So, I think just the the caliber of the athleticism we've got at the moment just makes it tough. And I guess the game maybe needs to uh, kind of review that now that we've got this this talent, I suppose. So
1: The other thing is... Is Caruso has the ball right... So he's jumping up... Mm. Looking at the hoop... Trying to get the ball in the hoop right... While... Um... Alan... He can worry more about where he's landing... Because he's not... Trying to control a ball... Mm. And look at a hoop... And try and get get the ball in the hoop... He can literally just jump... Try and swap the ball... And then... You know... Safely land... Mm. If anything he used Caruso to make sure he safely landed... (laughs) but yeah which is why i think that the attacking player needs to be defended a bit more in the rule set because the defender Mm. the the attacking player isn't looking who's running at him or or anything like that he's looking at the hoop or any good attacking players looking at the hoop while the defender has all the advantages when it comes to looking at where they're going like it I think it does need to start becoming a little bit more of the responsibility. Like that's why it needs to be a little bit mm-hmm. more on the defender to defend to, to safely because the defender can see where the ball's going, where that person's going. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think best I can think of is yeah, like you have if you're not in a position to defend when the person is going for the shot, the shot still counts in some way. So there's no incentive for a defender to get in the play if they're not if they're legitimately in position and with a chance to block the shot or contest. Then that's all all, all fine, but if you're not even in the play and then you kind of run in too late and then make a bad swing, yeah, I think that's when it should, the, yeah. the shot should count yeah, anyway. And then they're
1: free throw. Hugging someone, I don't think, is a basketball play. Yeah. Take fouls. Sorry, we're jumping between take yeah. fouls and what happened to AC. But I, mm. I think take fouls need to be written out of the game because it just kills the energy. And... You can't just write it out of the game. Like, how, how are you going to stop it from, from happening? Oh, if you, if you intentionally foul someone, you, they just get the two points done.
0: Yeah, well, cool. Uh, that's what I was suggesting too, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, think, no, yeah. yeah. no, with the
1: take fouls, yeah, that's easy. If someone's on a fast break yeah. and you hug them in a non... Like, if you hug them in a non-basket... Because hugging someone to, to cause the take foul is not a basketball play. If you do something that's not a basketball play, they get the two points done. Yeah. Because it's yeah, boring I think and solution. it's cheap and, it, and it's dangerous. Mm. Sometimes Especially they wait until like sometimes they wait until like they're just underneath the basket and they're halfway through the air and then they try to hug them and it's like brah like it's just dangerous yeah that's true talk to me well, about the referees ben
0: you gotta hit me with my theme song first no, your theme no, song no.
1: yes i gotta find it are you ready i'm ready it's impulsive you don't understand why it's explosive. Because it's time for Ben's Bombshell. This, guys, this is All what right. uh, Ben plays when he tries to seduce his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> this
0: is taken straight from my uh, my secret playlist. Yeah, uh, the bang list. <laughs> so... <laughs> Ben's Bombshells and uh, Ben's Bang... Anyway, so... <clears throat> we are kind of already on, the, on a similar topic this is a good segue uh we're talking about fouls. i'm going to specifically talk about technicals and ejections uh, while we're on the rules this, this is almost like the rules uh, lawyer uh yeah. podcast episode so i'm going to keep the intro quick uh, and then we can have a little discussion so oh. this uh last couple of weeks especially we've seen a lot of a lot of text and a lot of ejections, varying levels of harshness to be fair all kinds of things uh but just some interesting ones that i found over the last month or so we've got the, on the harsher end, uh, PJ Washington and Justin Champagny uh, definitely had what you could call a scuffle. Uh, one of them kind of shoved the other on one play. Other end of the floor did the same, and it just boiled over. And eventually, they got into a scuffle, got ejected. That, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, we've got some interesting ones where Chris Upsalzingers kicks a ball into the crowd just out of frustration. I mean, yeah, that's probably probably that's a fair a, ejection.
1: That, that's a safety issue.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I mean, when the fans are involved, I think that's yeah the right call. Uh, you've got <laughs> Grego Batatze on the paces, literally just got posterized by Peyton. it was a pretty good dunk, and Peyton just like death stares him when he lands, just smiling, and so he kind of goes face to face, looks like they're going to make out, uh, and then <laughs> Batatze gets ejected. So this is getting to the softer end, so then we've got like Anthony Edwards or Jimmy Butler, separate events in the same week, I think, just yep. literally shit talked to ref, got ejected. Uh, we've got Cade Cunningham, I don't know if anyone saw that sick reverse poster, yep, yep. and then he points at the bench afterwards, got ejected. And then today, uh, Cousins, he just complained about a travel, got ejected. And uh, to be fair as well, this, there were six whistles from the ref in 30 seconds of playtime just before that. There were like three offensive fouls called in a row. It was just terrible basketball. ref's making bad calls, so I don't blame him. Like, I know he's a bit of a hothead sometimes, got that he's, reputation. Cousins but, has got a bad oh.
1: rep. And I did not realize he that Cousins had been picked up by yeah. Denver, but I like it.
0: Yeah, so he's actually on Denver at the moment. But yeah, literally like, just just complained and got ejected. And then my favorite, Lowry passes the ball to a ref. Uh, ref gets embarrassed because he can't catch. Yeah, ejects Lowry. And Duncan nice. Robinson's reaction to that was so good as well. He's like, no, 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 please, no. So this is just the context, right? So I have, I know we're talking about not perfect solutions before, but I have the perfect solution. This is my bombshell. I'm calling that it's the perfect solution. Okay. So any me. of our Aussie listeners, our Aussie listeners or even our Canadian listeners, would know this certain term in rugby or hockey, that these sports have a sin bin. So for anyone who doesn't know what that is, uh, pretty much when a player, uh, depends which sport you're in, but when, whenever they could commit an offense, a penalty of some sort, they have to spend an allocated time on the bench, out of the game, before they can return. And here's Ben's bombshell. I'm proposing a sin bin in the NBA. And here's why I think it will work. And then once I'm done with my little spiel, Harry, you can tell me why it's good or bad. But I think this would be amazing because... Firstly, players can still take techs as, as per normal standard rules, right? Uh, whatever reason that may be, physicality, you know, or whatever. Uh, but on the second technical foul, this is the issue we have. Because if, if a player gets a second tech, especially back-to-back, they could be ejected in, like, the first quarter or second quarter of a game. Like that game with Larry, literally passed the ball to ref, got ejected in the second quarter. That's insane. So I'm instead saying that they get sent to the sin bin on their second tech, but they're still removed from the game, which is fair. But, but it gives everyone a chance to cool off. Minutes. Exactly. They're out for 12 minutes, which is equivalent to one quarter of game time. And see, this is still a penalty to, to the team. It's not like they're getting off scot-free because they lose one of their key players uh, for that amount of time. And instead of sitting on the bench, you can even send them to the locker room so they can't like, intervene in the game in any way. But then once they've served the penalty, they come back. They've had time to cool off. And it doesn't ruin the, the game for the team. Or even worse, and I think this is the big point too, for the fans, because some of these people are paying their money to get, get into these games, watch their star players, and they have, like, on the Heat, right, one of their star players, Larry, goes, goes out in, like, a second quarter. Like, you've gone there, spent your money to see these guys play, and now they're out of the game. So I think the only little sub-things sub to this um, is that even coaches, I think this could be applied to, because, uh, I mean, coaches, they can sometimes get a bit rowdy, they can get ejected, but that hinders the team too if they're sent to locker room. That hinders them, but then they can still come back. Oh. So, and obviously, any repeat offenders like if you've already got one in a game, I think you straight up get ejected, you can't do it twice. I think it's just asking for trouble, or anything serious like a flagrant foul, um, like any fighting, anything like that, you still get, eject- or if you're Grayson Allen, like you still get ejected. For yeah, the rest of the but day. it's like for the
1: more silly stuff where once mm-hmm. you look at the replay, you're like, oh, sorry, yeah, he's gone now, we can't bring game. him back.
0: In the heat of the moment, like, and, and let me just preface this by saying I feel for the refs because it's tough. It's not an easy job. It's tough, especially the split uh, split decision calls. But that's the problem as well. They're doing it heat of the moment as well for silly things. I think the, the refs are just too, and I hate saying it because I feel bad for them, but they're too soft. They're making stupid calls in the heat of the moment. Um, and one last thing as well before I let you dig into this is that uh, regardless of how many checks are called, this also can balance out like who. Gets uh, text called on them because you see players like Bron or Steph or Luca that get away with so much talk against the refs and they don't get many texts at all called on them, certainly not ejections. This can let the refs be a little bit more brave to eject people, which I know sounds crazy because I've just said how they eject people too easily, but just levels the playing field a bit because you get guys like, I don't know, Boogie who's just off the bench, no one cares if he gets ejected, and with a reputation, the refs have no second thought in just sending him. Whereas this kind of levels who gets ejected a bit. So, I'm putting in the sin bin. You can call it the bad boy bench. You can call it the naughty corner. <laughs> you can call it whatever you want to call it, but that's my bombshell. What do you thoughts, Terry? <laughs> okay, uh,
1: one. I really like this idea. Um, mm. I actually haven't got a lot of negative. Okay, so before I go into like the good and bad of the idea, I do want to mm-hmm. sort of say on the flip side to this. Um, yes, I do think that the referees need to get a little bit thicker skin, but I also yeah. per- as someone that. Uh, occasionally referees sport in their spare time um mm. i think that we do need to have a major culture change about how we talk to officials and how yep. the players talk to officials because especially when you're watching lebron um well actually honestly any nba ga- any any nba game i want to say that like 80 to 90% of every single call that is made a mm. nba player says at least one thing to a referee about it yeah <laughs> that's a problem. I, it's just a problem yeah because you I mean if your I
0: thinks that they're right I get that
1: I get that, but that's not the point how many like how many times yep. do you really see referees um change their mind on a call? yeah, talking does nothing exactly I mean,
0: even even the Raptors game, I think today uh Scotty Barnes bad call apparently in his mind, and he just literally tells the ref to go f himself. The ref, it, to his credit, didn't give a silly tech. But, like, it, to, so I think it's good he didn't give the tech because that's overreaction. But at the same time, like, he can't be talking to the ref like that.
1: Exactly. The are still people, too. Like, if, it's, it's a balance. So, if if yeah. someone talked to, said, told me to go F myself, oh, and you said mm. your F, oh, what's the timestamp? 43 minutes okay near the end. Um, if someone told me to go F myself, I would get their captain and would warn the captain that the next time I get told to F myself I will send the player off for 10 minutes. so yeah um yeah so I think that yeah people don't see how much crap the refs get. And I think it's something that mm. needs to get stomped out. I think it's okay to talk to the referees yeah. if you don't understand a call, but if you're going up to the ref and saying no, 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 every single call, then yeah, eventually you're going to get silly texts like that because the refs mm. just get sick of it. So yeah. I might disagree a little bit with, like, yes, these are silly re- like silly texts, but sometimes you got to take into account that, you know, if you've been drawing the whole game, then yeah, eventually you're going to get sent off for something silly because you didn't keep your mouth shut.
0: Now... That's the thing. We don't see the full picture either. They could have been doing it all game, which is
1: more context to it. We just, you know, and Cal, and you know, for Carl Larry, it might've just been unlucky that someone else was talking smack. And then, you know, the ball caught him off guard and he thought it was maliciously thrown as opposed to a pass. Again. It looks like he got his feelings hurt because he couldn't catch a ball, but maybe he thought it was thrown with aggression. Yada, yada, yada. But when it comes to um, the sin bin, I like the idea I think you need to sit down. I feel like cuz I was thinking about it and I was like how long would you send them off? Cuz that's that's the big question, right? It needs to be long enough that it's a deterrent. Well, obviously if you get sent like if you get sin bin then, you know, if you get another tech you're gone. But I think 12 minutes is too long. Okay. Possibly. Okay. Possibly. Mm-hmm. Cuz if you look at rotations like, you know, most people play what like you're starting five plays, like three fifths of a game.
0: Yeah, they're probably playing in the 30s, maybe like 36 minutes,
1: probably yeah. average out of starter. out of 48, right? Yeah, yeah. So like three quarters. Mm. So the, the the issue I have is that if you like, I guess it throws out their rotations a little bit, but I think that 12 minutes, like a whole quarter, might be a little too long. But then. Mm. I was thinking, like, or maybe five minutes, but then five minutes feels too short. But then if you think about, yeah. if it's a decent player, like, any sort of minutes where they can't play is... Mm.
0: Um, I mean, I guess it depends on the time, what point in the game it happens, because if it's the fourth quarter, 12 minutes would be just the whole end of the game. But, like, five minutes I feel like it could be too short, because that could just be a player's normal rest before they get back on yeah, the court anyway. That's a, so well, that's, like, but like, quarter yeah, that's the same thing, thing I penalty, was, but enough.
1: To, yeah. I was thinking maybe 10 minutes... <laughs> 10 minutes, that's what we have in rugby, and we have like you know, a roughly the same amount as a basketball game, maybe a smidge more, but Mm. broken up into two halves instead of quarters.
0: Yeah, that's the thing as well. Basketball is a time based game, like as if something like this couldn't be implemented because it's so carefully structured with its quarters and its time, you'd think something like this would work really well. um, Mm. The
1: the short version is I like the idea because I think they definitely Mm. need a little bit of a buffer. And you know if you if you get your two techs and then you get your your ten minute sin bin, then you know that if you get another Ooh. tech, you're gonna be off. So you mu- you're gonna either play yeah. carefully or you're just gonna blow it and get intentionally ejected. But maybe that would give <laughs> the refs a chance to to cool off as well. And maybe you know I think yeah. half the time I think they don't want to send people off Mm. the way they do it's just i think it does build up and like there was probably Mm. something that happened before where they were like i should have ejected you because now you're talking smack to my face and it is really hard to referee when people are Mm. yelling at you that you're making the wrong call
0: yeah or just telling you it's already a high pressure job let alone people yelling at you screaming at at the same time or telling
1: you how to do your job like there's nothing worse Mm. than being a referee and you've been trained you go over games you look at the rule book like you know and then people are telling you Mm. that you're not doing the right thing or they're telling you to do things that you know are wrong according to the rules because they don't know the rules yeah so i think that there is a bit of an outlet with referees getting frustrated with the players i think it needs to Mm. yeah there needs to be some way of like i would really like the league to make it you know have only the captain be able to talk to the ref for example Mm. like we do in rugby um yeah our version of american football um having only the captain (laughs) be allowed to talk to the referee at certain points in the game you just can't talk to the ref whenever it's got to be in a time where it's not interrupting play but if you had a sort of yep. system like that, because like in rugby, we go, hey, if any of your players have a problem, they talk to the captain and then the talk captain can talk to me at the appropriate stage. Mm. So I think the
0: communication can still
1: be important between the ref and the players. It's just doing so. it in a
0: way that isn't just abusive. <laughs> yeah. To be, to be quite Because so, I feel yeah. like,
1: you know, go watch a game. 90% of the time players talk to the refs, they're yelling at them. Yeah. There is some banter. Players,
0: to be fair, always think they're right.
1: (laughs) I don't get that. It's a high-profile sport. But yeah, Mm. if you want better calls, you need to start treating the referees better. Because I can tell you from experience that if you start smack-talking refs, uh, you're not going to get the calls that you want as often as if you kept the ref level-headed. Ben? Absolutely. 10 out of 10 idea. I love it. Sign me up. Oh,
0: thank you. I'll take it. I'll take it
1: sign me up <laughs> well
0: hopefully we'll see the naughty corner in the nba next season so uh make sure everyone you share this with adam silver himself and you uh like and subscribe and all that good stuff and send it to him and then uh, he'll get on board shortly <laughs>
1: hey, hey well uh, thanks for listening to the spotify portion uh we're gonna hop over to yeah. youtube for another like 10 minutes just because we're good we can we could we yeah. can but thanks so for listening we'll see you over there too peace yeah, yeah.
0: catch you next time bye